What is up, Slashers and Survivor Girls? Welcome to part two of our favorite monsters. I'm your host, Meg. I'm Lunchbox. And uh, thank you so much for joining us once again. If you haven't done so already, subscribe, and we will drop in your favorite podcatcher every single Tuesday. Um, make sure you like, share, comment. We can't grow without you guys. Um, catch us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Slasher at Creepin' It Real, R-E-E-L as a movie reel. And if you would like to participate with movie ideas or we're always looking for sponsors, you can email us at creepinitreal.cm at gmail.com. So we ended part one with some of our favorite sort of obvious movie monsters. Yeah, we now did. moving on to part two. Yeah, we did our, our vampires, lichens, mad scientists, zombie, and ghosts. Right. No, those are fun. <laughs> Super fun. And we hope that you guys joined in on all the social media chats and whatnot to give us what your favorites are because those are always fun for us to see what you guys enjoy. Yeah. Um, and that also helps us build content as well. So if we know what you like, we can give you what you like. And mm. I'm, I've always been a sucker for trying to find new things. Like, I, like every Friday I'm in the, the new music folders of metal and hard rock and on, on iTunes. And so when I sit there and I'll look through like all these bands and it's like, Oh, if you'd like this band, you'll like this. So yes, if we love doing all the Instagram and uh, Facebook chats where it's like, you know, tell us what your favorite vampires are because if you know of something that I have never heard of, I want to know about it. Like, exactly. I, I need that in my life. So Must see. Yeah. So let's jump into it with our favorite demons. Do you want to go first or should I? I'll let you go first on this one. You think so? Yeah. Why are you grinning like a weirdo? Because I'm a weirdo. Like, that's just my grin. Like, <laughs> fair enough. Like I, I like I don't know how else the other to grin. I don't know. <laughs> I'm having a good time. What? <laughs> Awkward. Very. So, so my yeah, my know. favorite demon is Pennywise slash the Deadlights from It. Okay, cool. I'm I'm all about that. Anytime Pennywise is up there, I'm all about yeah, it. Yeah, like I. Really feel like I don't have to explain myself much for this one. It's pretty much like it's Pennywise. Yeah, Duh. I mean he is. He is a supernatural creature from the be- literally the beginning of time. Yeah, who landed in Maine and just eats children to supplement his life force. Well, there was like this whole like premise that he's been. Just, I mean, he's been in that area ever since the beginning of time, and he's had to go through and eat dinosaurs and all this other stuff. And it's just, and I was like, how would, it's like, he, he goes based off of fear, so it's like, how would you make a dinosaur scared? They're and animals. It, n- no, but that's what I'm like, I was like, oh, so is he just eating them just to eat them and... No, if he he says he doesn't need fear, but he likes fear because it makes the meat taste better. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. So, but in once he found this little town and and, and dairy or found dairy, it just uh yeah it it became his like you know what this is this is my local diner like I'm gonna come here every day. Like, we're, would we're you be good. would you say that he loved that fresh dairy air? <sighs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> 
Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. It was terrible all uh-huh. in one go. Thank you. Thank you. I'll stop now. And and that's it. Th- thanks for, uh, you know, uh, just like, share, and subscribe, everybody. We'll see you guys later. And that was a good show. Awesome. Way to go. No, 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 no. We're not, we're not going anywhere. But, I mean, what's... It's a ridiculous premise that works, and it worked well in the books. It worked well in all the film adaptations, both of them. So, yeah, I think Pennywise is my favorite demon. I might be skirting it a little bit by calling him a demon, but... It's weird because when I'm thinking of of these lists, I'm thinking of the... Again, when you walk through Spirit Halloween and you go... Oh, cool! There's a zombie, and it's like dead guy. I just came out of the ground. Like, or uh, you know, when you got vampires, it's slick black back hair, puffy white shirt, big teeth with like the like. I'm wanting the like those type of of zombies. So with the demon thing, I'm again gonna give it to you because he is a form of. Of a demon. A like demon is an evil entity, essentially. Exactly. Originally, it was going to be Lucifer from Lucifer. However, I was hoping that, and that's why I wanted you to go lead off with this. However, the show is not, it's a police procedural. Yeah. So it's not really one you would call a horror movie. Um, it's more of a drama. So, damn cop drama, stole yeah. it. But, I mean, still, it's like, I'll... So, I'll, technically, yeah. my favorite demon's Lucifer, but for the purposes of the podcast, because it's not a horror show, it's Pennywise. Yeah. All right. Well, my favorite demon is Lipstick Face from Insidious. The Darth Maul-looking motherfucker. Ugh. Oh, my God. He's so creepy. And because, like, we started doing, the, like, this came up on my list... Um, I have been doing a bunch of uh, the cartoon me stuff, uh, you know. So go on my Instagram uh, if you want to. If you want your own cartoon me, please hit me up. I love you know doing these damn things. But I took that scene and I'm starting to do a cartoon me of the lipstick face behind uh, what's is that? His, what he's really called? That's his. That's his name. Is lip, lipstick face. I don't know. Like that is a horrible name, and it, I like it sounds like one of those. Like that's how he's a, credited on IMDb. That's, that's weird. The, that's the name that like you type in Google lipstick face. Boom, his face pops up. And All right. He is the movie Insidious is probably one of my favorite ghost movies because I've never felt that much tension and fear. Watching a movie. I mean, next to, uh, like, Sinister. Um, Sinister was on its own level of just... Uh, of, of everything. But, like, there... But that was the thing was, like... But Insidious, having lipstick face, it, like, in the shadows. Like, and there's, like, the one scene where he's in the kid's room and he's pointing at the, at the child. And it's this whole thing of this demon is after this kid and he's set up shop in his mind and it's like it's it gets really ridiculous but just that one scene of them having this conversation about this supernatural being in this area and they do the camera shot of i forget his the actor's name he was uh it's patrick wilson patrick wilson thank you so they they show patrick and then they cut to the actress 
and then they go back to Patrick, and he's just got this, like, puzzled, like, like look on his face of, like, okay, what are we going to do next? But then fucking lipstick face just, like, ah, it's like, holy shit. Like, it is one of the best jump scares ever. It is so damn good. I, like, I love it. It's and so you're, you're just so damn jumpy anyway. No, uh, yeah, and I love me a damn good ghost story. And so, like, this one, this one, uh, it, it, it hits a lot of, a lot of my spooky boxes so and yeah and lipstick face like i like darth maul so it's like having this demon that you know and he's playing classical music and stuff while sharpening his finger like it's it's pretty cool so yep lipstick face all right on to witches um don't laugh at me for this one my favorite witch is elaine from the love witch what Really? Yeah. Okay. So The Love Witch is a horror comedy. Um, very heavy on, like, the gallows humor. Yeah, no. Like, but and it's like, that's recent that you just watched it. It's very it. recent, yeah. yeah. And it's available, if you haven't seen The Love Witch, I'm sure it's popped up on your Prime or um, Shudder. I think it might be on Netflix, but I don't remember. Anyway. Uh, really? that That's your favorite witch? She, she's ridiculous, man. Like, she's so, she kind of reminds me of my friend Jill. A little bit with that whole, like, I just, I want a man to love me and I want to be Holly housewife and like, I don't know if Jill listens to the show. If you do, I'm sorry. And I love you, but this is, it's you and it's got a very sixties aesthetic. It gets really weird cause there's the satanic cult of witches and, um, in the show, but Elaine's very pretty, but she has this black widow thing about her where she performs love magic on these men. The men, she it's love magic and sex magic. The men fall for her almost immediately. And they get so clingy, she can't stand to be around them. And then they either, she either kills them or they kill themselves. It's such a fucking mess. But she's like, I just want someone to love me. And then the one guy she finally does fall in love with is like the most unemotional, isn't that? Isn't that the way worse women? It's the most emotionally unavailable prick ever. And he's a cop. And he's looking for her as a murder suspect. He just doesn't know it's her yet. It's just... The movie's really weird and really funny. I, just, I love the way that it's filmed, though. Like, that's that's the thing that's the kicker, where it's like... Yeah. Where it's not taking itself extremely seriously. It doesn't take itself seriously at all. But those type of movies work really well when it's just like... Yeah, we know our lane, and mm-hmm. we're having fun in this one. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And the actress totally hams it up, too. She owns that role, and there's no, no hesitation on her part to play this Elaine character who's just so over the top. And she's really, like, she's beautiful, too. Like, she's a very, very sexy woman, but it's just, like, <laughs> the character just makes me laugh, and I'm like, I really love her <laughs> so yeah. much. Nice. That's good. All right, well... For my uh, top witch, um, I had a hard time going through and thinking of the witches from horror movies that were some of my tops. So my top, like I, I went through and I just kind of went, it's like, what is like my favorite witch? And, you know, so I just went with the whole scale of everything witches and I came up with... Meg Mucklebones. 
from Legend, the Swamp Hag. And the reason that she's my favorite is because she is everything that I think of a witch set aside from, like, the Wicked Witch of the West and stuff like that. Like, um, that, it's just, she, when she pops up in the swamp and she's just going after, uh, uh what's his name? Um, it's Tom Cruise's character. Yeah, I forget his, what's his, um... I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen Legend. God, it's been forever, but... but anyways, but, like, so she's, like, <laughs> she's got him, like, captured and she's got this whole premise to just take him away and devour him uh, and just the way that she looks and the way they did the, the puppeteering it's it is like a thing of beauty i just loved when tom cruise was basically charming the pants off of her just so he could get away yeah, you're so yeah. beautiful so ooh, okay <laughs> it's like oh we about to smoosh all right but like yeah meg Mug- and it's it, just the name too i meg but it's like if I start calling you Muckle Bones, we got problems. But we're uh, getting divorced. <laughs> That'll do it. Line in the sand. Done. <laughs> you pissed me off one day. You motherfucking Muckle Bones. That's it. Get out. Don't but, let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. See ya. So, but yeah, but but just the name itself is just is really great for a witch. And then just having that insane look and just that monster, just and, and, and she also had that witch, uh, like the just the hook nose, yeah, the big crooked nose. But it's just that, having it just like coming out of the swamp and just being just super gooey, and it's just like it. It was really good. I mean, like I think probably you and me both, the Grand High Witch is probably like our top witch of all time. But it's one of those like it's kind of like. Hocus Pocus, where it's like, duh, like, those are always going to be the top witches. It's not that. It's just the the witches, while being an incredibly terrifying movie for being a kid's movie, it, um, I don't know. Like, she's definitely one of my favorite villains. But in terms of just, because she's a bitch, not a witch. In terms of witches, though, it doesn't quite... Plus, with the remake coming out, Ian Hathaway looks awful. The fucking Melina mouth looks stupid. And I'm like, ugh, left a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to really... I'm just going to just sit and watch it through. Everything that I've seen through the trailer for The Witches, like it just looks almost like a shot for shot. And stuff like that, I'm not 100% about. But at the same time, I'm, I'm curious to see how far they do go with it and it's like if if the shots that we saw where she's got like the molina mouth if that's not it if there's more and they it's just it kind of keeps building on that then i want to see that but i mean again it's like i'm i'm not gonna i I do that all the time where i sit there and i go man fuck this movie's gonna be piece of shit and then i watch it like i'm a piece of shit because i said this thing there's a great fucking masterpiece and I just put my foot in my mouth. So now I'm at this point where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. I'll watch it. You you done Heath Ledger a few too many times. Yeah. And, like, I felt bad because I talk so much shit about Heath Ledger and not holding a flame to Jack Nicholson's Joker when The Dark Knight came out. And then when I sat and watched it, I was a child. Man, I was just you like, ate so much crow that I was night. Like, oh, my God. Like, he was – he became – 
my Joker. Like it was, it was like it was so so damn good. Um, yeah, but yeah. So Meg Mucklebones. It's just fun to say, Meg Mucklebones. <laughs> she called me ugly. She really hurt my feelings. <laughs> Meg, are you calling me ugly? Because that really does hurt my feelings. Mucklebones. No. Oh. <laughs> It's kind of like um, the mysterious Mad Madam Mim in the Sword of the Yeah. Stone. It's just fun to say. Shit, she's a good witch, too. I like it. She is a good witch, too, but it is... It's a fantasy. It's definitely not a horror movie. Um, so, on to killer dolls. I don't give a fuck if mine's obvious. Mine's Chucky. That's a good one. Yeah, like, I I, I thought about that where I'm like... Chuck- I don't care. I know yeah. it's it's like the... Oh, I really choice. I don't care. I fucking love Chucky. All of them, except for that Seed of Chucky one that does not exist in this dojo. <laughs> seed of Chucky is the Jaws revenge. It really uh, is. Uh, and, and that just Don Mancini's got some spanning to do. I just threw up on my mouth just saying the title. Ugh. Okay, moving on. Go ahead. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah, I'm good. All right. I got my, my Code Red Mountain Dew. I'm good. But, and and not, not the Chucky from the remake. Sorry, Mark Hamill, but that just wasn't it. Um, but I didn't from... mind that one actually. Mm, it's okay. The the look of it, I felt they were trying to go a little bit more anime because it was coming from Japan. But I liked the the whole aesthetic of kind of doing like a Cyberdyne system. No, I deal, liked but... the the my buddy Ginger Freckleface Chucky with the kitchen knife and is Andy crazy? Is Andy not crazy? Again, yeah, love that one. You know, it's like. I'll fucking kill you, bitch! Pushes you out a window. Yeah. And Brad Dorif, man. Yeah. He was... I can't say enough good things about him playing that role. So, um, I, like I said, I don't care. Brad Dorif is just, like, he's one of my all-time favorites. Like, it, there's so much that he is in, and it's just, like, and he's, you know what, he's always good. What's really, what's really interesting about the Child's Play movies is upon... Rewatching, even like when I was a kid, I remember when Child's Play 2 came out. I think I was five years old. And then Child's Play 3 came out when I was six. And I remember seeing like little news clips and trailers on TV and those sorts of things. And I caught, I think my parents were watching it, and I caught a few minutes of like Child's Play 2 um, when I was very young. And it scared the shit out of me. And then going back and rewatching it recently when we did Child's Play a couple months ago, and even prior to that, before the remake came out, I was doing a Child's Play rewatch just to kind of refresh my memory on it. Because on when I used to be on the Wrestling Ramble On podcast, we were pop culture podcast first. So one of the things we were talking about at that time was the Child's Play remake. So I went back and I did a full rewatch as like a research thing. Those movies hold up. Even Child's Play 3, which is a yeah. little... Eh, it's not great because it was a rushed project. But it's still fun. But it's still, yeah. It worked, and Bride of Chucky's super fun. Um, and then Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky were great. Especially, really great. Especially Curse of Chucky, which went to, it was more of a gothic horror because it was the big old house. Yeah. And it was sort of like a creepy, creaky feeling. But it went back to that OG kind of Chucky feel yeah. to it. And um, Kevin yeah. Yeager... Kevin Yeager's design on, on Chucky, especially in the first movie, where the doll was aging the longer um, Charles E. Ray was in the doll. Yeah. Um, it was becoming more human, where it was a very gradual thing. Like, every 
10 minutes or so, the doll would change a little bit more. The hairline would recede. It would, the hair would get longer. The eyes would sink back more. So it was taking on more of Brad Dorif's look. Um, but like, I don't know, just there was a threat for me there, um, that I haven't. Yeah. Chucky, Chucky holds up very well. And for the longest time, uh, I remember like growing up and just having that mindset of like, it's a doll. Like how scary can it really be? And yeah, but I remember when we recorded for Child's Play, was it earlier this year? Yeah. You were like, okay, this is, there's more to this for sure. Well, no, but it's like, I, but that was like, er, like early in my, in my horror movie days where I'm like, oh, just kind of just being a little shit bag and it's like, oh, Chucky ain't scary, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Chucky's pretty scary. But then scary. it's like, as like watching, I think I, it was like one, two, one, two, and three, I was just like, these are fucking great. Especially like, Child's Play 2. That was a, so That good. was even scarier than Child's Play 1. Yeah. When and I say scary, I mean like blood pressure's going up, you sweat a little bit. Child's like, Play 1 made me feel more anxiety because of Andy just going off into this crazy-ass ghetto neighborhood by himself when he's supposed to be in school. Like, that terrifies me as, a, as an adult and as a parent. It's like... Yeah, he just hops on the subway, happy as can be. And not one fucking person says, hey, buddy, like, you're, he's you okay? He's very clearly like, six years old, and no one asks where his parents are. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I know you're like, was it in Chicago or something like yeah, that? Like, but he, it's like... Yeah. But he like, went south Jesus side. Christ. And you don't go to the south side of Chicago. No, man. Like, but that was the thing was, it, it held up for that, but there was, um, but Chucky uh, on his own, I mean, he is definitely in that that Rushmore of you know just you know the psycho killers and uh you know from Freddy Jason Michael it's like it's like Chucky easily gets put into that well Chucky gets knocked down to like number four or five sometimes he's often the forgot about slasher and um because when people think slasher they're thinking Freddy Jason Michael Myers even some would put like Pinhead and um, Leatherface ahead of him, and I'm just like, I don't. No, I don't. I wouldn't do that. I mean, pin- Leatherface, pot like possibly, but Pin- Pinhead's more like the Crypt Keeper. He became more like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean, and he was more of a of a judge than he than any type of like slasher or serial yeah. killer. But I mean, yeah, it's like Chucky. Is, he wanted to be your daddy. Yeah, <laughs> Chucky was. He was he was definitely up there for sure. But I, I will like, I for I will forever like say that Chucky is the shit, and I will hold to that. I'll fight anyone on it. Yeah. Well, who's your favorite yeah. killer doll? Uh, we talked about this one in our last episode with Ghost. My favorite killer doll is Billy. Yeah. So. I thought you were nice and slappy. From Goosebumps. Now that I was gonna <laughs> go slappy from Goosebumps, but Billy was. He was pretty much the slappy, but taking it to, like, a completely serious level. Uh, I absolutely love Goosebumps and the, you know, Night of the Living Dummy is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, and, again, I'm a huge, you know, mark for ventriloquist dolls and those type of movies, so... You should see how he reacts when he sees Jose Jalapeno on a stick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, but did Billy kill anybody? I don't think. Uh, I thought he was just sort of a. He was a he was a vessel, but he was 
he was or, or Billy and the other dolls were were used for okay I remember for, now for yeah. Mary uh, she like at, like one of the first scenes is uh so they uh, they deliver the doll to the family uh, the wife opens up the you know the the case puts Billy in the corner and like he does that super creepy thing and then it's like the next scene is her with her mouth ripped open yes he the doll probably didn't kill her but mary clearly did she, and no she, no you're right she did because she used the the doll as a vessel so she had a body to work with so yeah. it, technically yeah I, I that and works. that's where it's like the killer the killer dolls is is fine um i mean really it's like slappy wasn't a killer he just went and terrorized like he they uh, R.L. Stein had a knack for putting his kids in these terrible situations, but then somehow making it so that they had an out and they had the a, a way to survive. He was and, he was kid friendly Stephen King. Yes, for sure. And and, and like I absolutely love R.L. Stein's stuff. And he's he's the horror gateway drug for twelve and thirteen year old kids. Yes, and <laughs> and that's exactly I, like I want to do a whole episode. It on was like him R. and then, Stein. And scary stories, tell the dark, were like the gateway drugs for burgeoning horror nerds. Yeah, I mean, and for when it came to books, I mean, when you got into it with like, are you afraid of the dark? And then you know, even the Goosebumps uh, TV show and stuff like that, like those was like I absolutely love it, and I love that our kids are now getting into that stuff. And then you see some crossovers because remember we watched that Monster Blood episode a few yeah. weeks ago. Freeberg was in it. Yeah, he was. Jason. It's so weird to see like some of these actors back when they were doing kid stuff. Like we were sitting there watching, like just just watching it, you know, just uh, getting our kids into the stuff, and, and you know, we're, we homeschool, and uh, we're you know, for October where we were doing all these uh, cool monster projects and things like that, and so we were making monster blood, and we're like, well, let's show them this fucking free bird is it it's like what? yeah the Freebird thing was funny i was like boy that kid looks real familiar um and i went i looked him up and i was like oh that's why yeah so but uh yeah i mean we talked about it i mean billy uh, it the it's just super creepy and i absolutely love it and out of all the dolls i mean annabelle like i love the lore behind annabelle but i haven't i haven't really dived into that first annabelle movie is creepy yeah it's like and i I love the conjuring that one was really good but it's for some reason those movies because they always kind of seem to be i actually think we own annabelle i think i have it tucked away in a cabinet somewhere Mm -hmm. um but a lot of times i feel like they they tend to have like a cookie cutter kind of feel to them where it's they're gonna have a a a certain type of pacing and things like that but it's like with dead silence it just had it's i love that folklore to it uh, with with mary um or with mary shaw and it's funny because we both had yeah a character from dead silence on our list yeah so but so we got billy so scary kids Favorite scary kids. There were so many. This was hard for me to narrow down. Um, because, like, Gage from Pet Cemetery, Pretty much Miko Hughes as the kid, the child screen, like, the screen no child. Fear. Like, Gage was, <laughs> Gage is pretty high up there. Um, I 
liked Alex Vincent as Andy, or yeah, as Andy in part two. I didn't quite like him as much in Child's Play one. Um, but my favorite creepy kid is the weird girl from Frankenweenie. Oh shit! Nice. Yeah, I know Frankenweenie's. It's horror flavored. The one that has all the. She's the one with the cat. The, the psychic, mm-hmm. the abilities, mm-hmm. and she looks at the cat's poop and. Yeah. <laughs> she has psychic readings for the cat's poop. Um, in so fact, good. she wrapped one in a napkin and gave it to Victor, and she. It's like, this only happens when something bad happens to you, but it's just the big. It was the village. They took Tim Burton looked like he took a, the village of the damned. Yep. And took one of the little girls out of that and popped it in a Frankenweenie. But it was the big eyes and the creepy stare and the deadpan monotone way of talking. And just... She was creepy and adorable all at the same time. I have a tough time sometimes with kids in movies in general because sometimes they try to get too cutesy. Yeah. And that's really irritating. Um, But... Yeah, it was definitely a toss-up between her and Gage, but I think I liked her a little bit more because she was just so out in left field and so weird. Yeah. She didn't even have a name. They just called her the weird girl. Like... <laughs> yeah, I loved uh, Edgar and uh, Frank and Weenie, though, just because the, the way they took that Edgar, e- Igor. Igor, yeah. yeah. And, and Frank and Weenie, for me... God, it's a heartbreaker. It, it's a it's a crusher. It's a heart crusher, but it also for me pulls into my that just that love that I do have for those old classic Universal monsters, and it, it just the monsters themselves. The, yeah. the movies we we just got done doing, you know, a whole month of of watching it. It's just like oh wow, they weren't really that great. But still, it's like having that old, and, just that feel of it, and just the nostalgia. And I would argue that Frankenweenie is about as is just as scary as Frankenstein. Frankenstein was not a scary movie. No, it didn't scare me. I, I will preface it by saying it's likely because I never watched it as a kid. I think if I saw it as a kid, I'd have a different mindset. I've only ever seen it as an adult. I can't go back and change that. But through adult eyes, the movie's not very scary. Um, but Frankenweenie has heart. Which is something very that was not in Universal's Frankenstein movie. Yeah. Um, well, and that was the thing is like is having that that child love for an animal, and you could really feel it off of the screen. Yeah. Um, it was a very genuine performance, but um, of from Victor, all the child actors cast in that movie were great. Yeah. But yeah, the weird girl was just she's one of my favorite creepy kids just because. Of Big ass fucking eyes yeah. and tiny people, and then her fucking and cat, she doesn't blink. Her cat uh, gets electrocuted or something like that. Yeah, it, gets it, hit it, by it, lightning. It, or she it 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 picks up uh, a mutated rat from one of the the kids' science experiments, st- takes it into the room, and then a bolt of lightning strikes the cat rat, and then turns it into which is supposed to be the vampire Dracula. Yeah, but it turned um, into this mutant cat rat hybrid thing yeah, and it, it just ran around terrorizing everybody and the weird girl's like kitty come back yeah she's like what happened and then uh later on the cat it, it's i was like that's such a genius idea because it's the cat dracula bat thing fighting against frankenstein which is a 
a dog. And I was like, that. so the cat dog, I was like, you guys are just all, like, you guys earned your paycheck. Way to go, guys. Like, good, job, good job, Disney and Tim Burton. <laughs> Way to you, go. You done did it again. Oh, I um, love Frank and Weenie so much. But the weird girl and the weird, weird girl with her cat, because they were kind of a package deal. Noise. Uh... So for my scary kids, uh, I or I tried to go through. I mean, I I like to a degree, uh, you know, Damien with the Omen, um, but there, like, it's just, there's just a lot of them that just kind of stood out that you know, a little bit more than you know what would be typical. But for my favorite, I went with. Bagul's Helpers, the kids in Sinister. So they scared the shit out of me because when they're murdering their parents, there is absolutely no emotion. There's no light behind them. They have, they, there's nobody home. It is just, they are out and just doing horrible, horrible things. And Bagul, he doesn't touch anybody. He's just controlling he's the puppet, all these kids. He's the puppet master. He it's has all the kids so do his bidding. Yeah. Good. Um and yeah, it, it's and having uh was it uh was it Brolin? Um No, it was Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hawk, I'm sorry. Uh they look sort of similar. Uh but not yeah. Not at all, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. So not even a little bit. So Ethan uh his character is doing a whole bunch of research on uh, a bu- you know a bunch of these deaths, and he's got these videos from uh, they're like home movies. And as he's watching them, it gets really weird because it it it's clear that somebody has set up a camera and is filming these. They're short shots. films, basically. Yeah, and then it, it like it starts off as like a regular film, and then it just builds up into this whole thing of people just dying in the film and i'm like it, it gets to the point where it's like holy shit yeah, you're, you're watching murders happen there was one that was really really bizarre that was one of my favorites and it, it got a big jump out of me um was the camera it's a pov shot and it's a lawnmower and you can see where the the top of the lawnmower and it's just the light it's at night and you're just like and it's just going around Ethan's character is just like, what the hell am I watching? Like, what is this? And then all of a sudden, the lawnmower runs over a person's face. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> like, and then the camera, I guess, like it backs up, and you see it's a kid that just ran over a, a pair. I was like, that's fucking crazy dark. It's really messed up. Yeah, and it, there's a, there's plenty of creepy kids out in cinema. I mean, a lot of people point to Children of the Corn with um, Isaac and Malachi, especially. Um, as the tiny little cult leaders. Like, and but, the thing is, like... Village of the Damned. But I yeah. haven't seen Village of the Damned, so I can't say whether or not those I, are my favorite creepy kids I've or not. seen it uh, years ago, and I remember it being very creepy. Uh, and those the, little blonde babies just yeah staring. The, like, those kids are definitely creepy at all, but, and this is going based off of just our favorites of things that we've seen, and that's where, you know, characters like Gage and Damien, it's like... I really like them, but it's when I'm kind of ranging on all this stuff, it's just like, you know, how much enjoyment and all this, like all the criteria that I put into it, it's like, Gage, I can't watch Pet Cemetery. It, I can't, like it 
that old gauge scene, no, it's a no go for me. The story itself is fucking great. No, but, but the final Gage's final death at the end there is really sad. No fair, no fair. Yeah, <laughs> Miko like, Hughes was. It's so he was good. an adorable little baby. For but sure. I mean, and then the movie's fantastic, but it's like it, it's crushing to to see that. And then like Damien, it's like I haven't seen The Omen in a very long time. Um, and then I, I thought about. Reagan from The Exorcist 2, but she had been possessed, so she wasn't really a scary kid. She was a vessel. I don't know. Like, I was just kind of like, is... Uh... I, I thought about that one, too, and it, it was like, the, I mean, she is a creepy kid, I mean, going up, uh, leading up until the big thing, but I mean, it is technically still her. I think you could still add her in to the creepy kids, for sure. Like, yeah. it's just... But as, as far as that goes, I mean, yeah. You know what the worst part about making this list was? Is when you said you wanted to do it and you gave me all the categories, my mind immediately went blank. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, list your favorite of these categories. And I'm like, oh, that's, that shouldn't Shit. be. Well, because I was like, because you told me what you wanted to do. I'm like, oh, that shouldn't be a problem at all. And then the list shows up and I'm like, I have a problem. <laughs> Damn it. So, oops. Um... So space monsters. We're gonna cross into sci-fi horror territory a little bit, I guess. Yep. Um, not quite my favorite flavor of horror, but it'll do, I guess. Uh, mine's the Predator. Oh right. Full I like stop. It. I know that the original Predator movie is more of an action movie because it's got fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. But who cares? Because Dylan, you son of a bitch. But the Predator is a big, scary monster, and it's intelligent. And it is a hunter. It's a warrior. Like, you could easily have contracted this thing to be a mercenary for anybody. Um, you never knew where it was going to be coming from because it had the cloaking and the heat sensing and stuff. And You're one ugly motherfucker. And that's that's part of it, too, is it is... When that helmet came off, it was like, yee, put the helmet back on. Oh, my God. So good. It was so scary. And it had the weird, that mouth just, it like flew open with the fangs and the little beady eyes. And then you get into Predators, the Adrian Brody movie from like probably 10 years ago. Um, Which really, it does not feel like it should be that old. But it's, it's. Yeah, it's, I think, 2009 or 10. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, it's a great movie. Like, I have no real issues with that movie. They definitely did a little bit of a cut and paste from the first Predator movie to this one and just kind of altered a few of the details. But we get to meet the Super Predator. So there's the Predator, which is man-sized, and then there's the Super Predator, which is, like, 30 or 40% bigger. <laughs> and it's a Predator... For like, it's just that those the ultimate the the ultimate predators go and hunt the regular predators, right? That are so, hunting the regular people. Right. I was like, holy so shit! So there's an even so you have a big baddie, and then you have an even bigger baddie, which is a threat to fucking everybody. This yeah. is like apex of the apex, and um, but the reason why is because I kind of respect it more as a creature because it is. It is a thinking creature. Like, it doesn't just do. It's not like some of the other ones where it's just driven by a need to satisfy. It's well, it, it, it literally showed up on Earth to 
use it as a training ground to sharpen its skills. Sure. Uh, and I love just that whole thing of, of him being able to cloak himself and then he jump like he uses the tree line and then he's he's going after at first he's going after drug cartels in the in the Amazon and during that time this uh, military group Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, team is flown in there because there's hot like American hostages hostages and then it turns out where uh, Dylan you know that that's hired Arnold's group it it's kind of going into a, a, oh we're just cleaning we're a cleanup crew and we shouldn't have been in there and it's right. you know it's it becomes it's, it's like this but the predator is really cool because it picked out the most dangerous creatures in the universe it could find which is why i picked like drug cartels and stuff like that but it and that's what it used to train with yeah it's it's so good and yeah. then just the whole thing of like i said where he can cloak himself use the tree lines but then he's using hunting tactics to to get these people but then when he kills them and he captures them he skins them alive takes their head cleans Trophies. the skull and yeah. it's like that is fucking epic yeah. love it and i don't care what anybody says i enjoy the shit out of avp not avpr that goes right on the shelf next to the seat of chucky and jaws the um yeah i like that's the thing is is that other that jaws movie that shall not be named (laughs) avpr is a just a burning pile of dog shit it's it's bad um the the pred alien super cool idea but just the movie in a whole is just is is a skid mark on the face of the earth um but avp i enjoyed that thoroughly because they took both lores of the xenomorph which i am huge fan of of alien they took that lore mixed it with predator made it sort of make sense and it's like okay well the predators the race dropped everything here and now they're using the aliens as a training ground and it gets to the point where it's like oh well if the aliens won the predators just hit the restart button and blew the shit up and then they they came back and redid it again but yeah and that came hot on the heels of freddy versus jason too exactly i think it was within like six months to a year it really was like but i know so many people that give that movie so much shit just because they did the mashing and it was another one of those clashing of of the titles and it was it had the same almost the same fan frenzy as freddy versus jason because they're two huge horror sci-fi juggernauts what happens if you put the two together and i have seen the movie one time I watched it, my boyfriend at the time got it on DVD maybe six months or so after it came out, and I watched it with him, and he thought it was great. I liked and it. I was like, eh, this is kind of dumb. 
Um, and then I watched 10 minutes of AVPR and went, well, that's worse. <laughs> I never finished yeah. it. But, yeah, uh, The Predator's where it's at, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. I like that, that pick. Um, for mine, I went uh, super easy for me. My favorite space monster is The Thing from John Carpenter's The Thing. Like, that fucking creature is the end all be all. You know what the best part about that? So goddamn good. You know what the best part about that creature is? You never, you don't actually know what it looks like. No, it's no it, idea. Yeah, it it landed on Earth and it landed in the ice and just froze. But on top of that, it's like it could have been to you know thousands of different worlds and mm-hmm. and but the thing that that kills me is that it was like the silly was, putty of space. It was smart enough. To be able to create a ship and then fly it the fuck away, and like in, like so in the, the the thing, the whole premise is that the alien has been underneath the like like in this underground little cavern, building a new ship from like random parts or, or like parts from the, its old ship or whatever, but it's like. It's doing that. Like, so it's that smart where it's trying to fuck off. And then McCready and crew come and blow its spot that, up. That blows my mind where it's like, uh, like it's trying to leave. Yeah. And it all, <laughs> they fucked up its feng shui. It's not like it's trying, like in the, in the movie, um, I forget the, the actor's name, um, it, it, but he... He's the guy, he's the doctor that finds out, or he does the calculation as to, okay, well, if this person's infected, how long does it take for the, the cells to, you know, be taken over? And then, like, okay, well, it could, it could take within weeks of it being in a big populated area for it to just overtake and, and everybody's fucked. And so that's where he just, like, loses his mind. He's like, everyone's fucking dead. No one's getting off this goddamn... You know, yeah, everyone well. stays on Antarctica. But that was the thing was like he put the premise of it was going out to America or it was going to It wanted to go out in the world, yeah. Yeah. No, it was like no, it was trying to get in its spaceship to fuck off. Because it didn't want to be on the fucking ice plane. It was cold. <laughs> yeah. It, it was I, tired of being cold. It was time to move to Florida. So, but that was the thing, is like they, they found they the the Scandinavian crew found it and then you know excavated it and then it ended up getting into a dog and then it fucked off found McCready's crew but it was just like that like as I watched it again I was like it was just trying to go like McCready's like yeah fuck you too threw the fucking Molotov and blew the shit up and I was just like but he wanted to leave he was trying to go you were like you wanted him gone. He could have just gone, like, and you wouldn't have had to blow shit up. And it's right, like, instead of trying to chase him down, you could have just let it go. But however, they didn't know that. yeah, but I mean, but still, however, it's like when they go into the dog kennel, and the thing is this massive, just blob of just meat and dog parts, yeah. like just creatures and tentacles, and like the the head splitting open. I was like, oh my god, like I. I was in so much love with this fucking creature. Everything about it, and like in so many different scenes where it would, it like when it was the dog, that was fucking creepy because you knew 
there was something off with the dog and the way that John Carpenter filmed it where it would just sit in front of like a doorway and just wait and watch and it's like you like that's the that's the fucking thing like it's it's great but then when it, it morphed like that was really cool and then uh some of the later scenes when uh they were trying to find out who the alien was that was really cool where they were like okay well they're gonna do the blood test and well that's when you kind of figure out that the thing is a defensive creature yeah um it it's very into self-preservation so um that was pretty unique because yeah. it just it like you said it just wanted to go it did not want to participate in anyone's bullshit yeah but but there it, is. it never it never actually sat down and, and like told McCready and his crew like guys like I'm I just want to go he the, the would have cre- solved a lot of problems the if creature he did. was like it had no problem murdering people but I think it also needed to murder and 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 take over beings and that way it helped it survive and it just like it helped keep its lifespan going and and things like that but like that scene where they're doing the blood test and just where the guy um at the end where you don't expect him to be the the alien he just starts fucking shaking and then his head fucking opens up and just starts biting on the other dude and it's just like it gets Damn good, and then uh, probably the the most iconic is with the uh, the guy who ends up having the heart attack. They do the the electric paddles to his chest, and his the stomach opens up, and the, like the big teeth comes, bites the doctor's arms off, and then the dude's head rips from his body. Oh, yeah, and he becomes a crab creature. Oh my thing. god, the whole fun, like, but the best, the absolute best. Not only did this man's head turn into a crab-like spider creature and then walked out the fucking door, but the whole crew, the way that they sit there and and react to that scene, they see the spider head, and one of the guys is like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And it's just like, they're just like, are you seeing this shit? It's just like, that's... That just happened. It, indeed, it's it's good shit. Like I mean, the the action, the special effects for that for the alien is my is my one of my tops next to American Werewolf in London. It's so damn good. Like it it holds up to this day. Like it's I could watch it all the time. And most of my artwork and everything that I try to do, it's like they inspired. My, that crazy artwork that I do. So I'm nice. all about it. All right. So our final category is psychopaths. Ooh. You want to get into the crazy people? I guess we can. We can talk about crazy people. <laughs> um, this one was another one that was kind of hard for me to narrow down. Um, but ultimately I had to go with the one who actually got a genuine reaction out of me. And squicked me out the most. And that was Billy from Black Christmas. Oh, cool. Yeah. You never see him except for a hand and an eye. <laughs> but Creepy fucking eye. He's very creepy. Um, it's a home invasion movie. Those always get me. Um, and it was one of those where he just saw the sorority house and went, oh, 
I think I'll go spend Christmas vacation there and kill people, ruin um, their lives. Well, that that was my favorite thing about uh, like the opening of Black Christmas is you're getting the his POV walking up to the house crawling up into one of the windows and then just going in it's mm-hmm. just like and a lot of a lot of the shots built the camera was Billy yeah the camera was a character so yeah. um and that was something that was like whenever it was a POV yeah it was like you were in Billy's shoes it was like, it was, was a great. close it was a close call between Billy and the um baghead the pinup doll and I can't remember the other girl's name but the the psychos from the strangers oh yeah i was actually kind of expecting you to pick yeah them. it was a really really close call but billy won out um just because of he just had that little extra something where he had that weirdo mommy complex almost like with claire up in the and, attic and, and stuff and yeah. he just had that little something more and the worst part about the whole thing is he no one ever searched the attic yeah when he was done he stayed in that attic. Just ah, uh, he just the whole thing creeped me out. The the end the ending of the movie really tripped me out because one it was like this stupid goddamn cops that left her in the house. But the phone's ringing. Yeah, that's when the credits are rolling. The phone is ringing, and the camera is doing this beautiful shot of Claire in the window, and there it's backing out of of the window towards the street you can see a cop on the front and then you hear like you can just hear the phone ringing and i'm like well she's dead like she's <laughs> yeah there's no coming back from that she's yeah, gone he um yeah billy was just the creepiest thing so good and uh if you want to go back and listen to it we did an ep- we did it for christmas last year we did bob clark's black christmas from 1974 the original um I, and i have to say that it literally is one of those where I look at and I go, why was this re- ever remade? Because each subsequent remake was shittier and shittier. Yeah. And I didn't watch la- the one that came out last year, but I heard it was like a woke piece of garbage. So I'm not even gonna bother. Yeah. There was um. I have to say that Black Christmas has now become one of my favorite slasher movies. Mm-hmm. Like it is. It is on this level of like a nightmare on street, and, and I, I kick myself for never jumping into it. So it's like I want to. We go, slept on that one for a while. Yeah, yeah. it's like I want to go and get, uh, you know, like a, the movie posters, and it's like I love all. Like it is such a good movie. Take out the whole Christmas aspect to it. It is just a good movie on its own, mm-hmm. and it's got so much in it with uh, just dealing with a girl. Uh, and and Margot Kidder stole oh the movie. Oh, God, it's so she good. Margot Kidder was so good in that. But, yeah, Billy's yeah. my favorite. Um, he's probably my favorite horror psychopath. Um, but, yeah, it was him and the guys. And I also thought about Patrick Bateman a little bit, too, from American Psycho. But that one is a little more of a dramatic, thrillery kind of thing rather than a horror movie. Yeah, so. I, I have a kind of a problem with calling American Psycho. I mean, he, he does chase down someone with the chainsaw while he's naked. Buck ass naked. Yeah. And then he, you know, throws the chainsaw like he I mean times he, it and then drops kills, the chainsaw and He kills like, people. Yeah. Or but it's so American Psycho and I don't want to get into this too much, but American Psycho was one of those at the end it was so weird. It's like, well, did he, did he actually yeah. kill people or did he 
think he killed people? Or is like, did he have one of those super strong fantasies where that's what he wanted to do? It was so weird and ambiguous. Yeah. I, I still say that one of my f- favorite scenes of that is the whole Huey Lewis and the Oh, news. of course. Like, and he's I, explaining the wonders of Huey Lewis and to his, yeah. The, the beautiful thing about that is that I am a major Huey Lewis and the News fan. Before I saw the movie, like, unironically loves Huey Lewis. I and the news. love yeah. Huey Lewis and the News. Like I love death metal and everything else, but, but Huey, Huey Lewis is my shit. Like I love Huey Lewis. I when I was a kid in uh, middle school, I was in the like uh, you know the middle school band or whatever, and I played saxophone. I got pretty good with saxophone that I learned Huey Lewis songs like and it was just really really fun my dad used to listen to it all the time and it's like I just love it so then when I saw American Psycho and he's going into this whole rant about Huey Lewis I'm like finally somebody gets it like he <laughs> understands me and it's just like and then he just hits it, it, the guy with an axe with, with Jared Leto Patrick Bateman gets me it's like that makes sense it's like he's perfect. So, but that's. Right, brother, I see you. <laughs> I see you. What do you got, a dog or something? <laughs> All right, so. All right. Mine's Billy from Black Christmas. What's, who's I your like favorite? Um, I went with an easy one, again, for the, the psychopaths. But your favorite's your favorite, man. It doesn't matter if it's obvious or not. Yeah, no, but uh, I went with the Firefly family from House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects. Uh, so, uh, for the last list that we just did, uh, I ended up doing, uh, uh, Otis. Yeah, you put Otis on the list. I put Otis on the list. But for this one, I tried to, to kind of pin, like, you know, pinpoint it. Otis is a great psycho. Uh, but on top of that, Baby is also a great psycho. Uh, but, and then, uh, then I got to think, I was like, well... So is Captain Spaulding. Like he's a, a psycho on a on a whole other level. And then it's just like it, all the stuff with Baby was dangerous because of her mood swings. Yes, and well, I mean, they all were. They all had their like. Their she crazy, would be yeah. like if you went along with her, she would sort of just toy with you for a while. But if you pissed, yeah. like, if you, the second she got mad about something, it was like that's it, you're done. Give me a B. Give me an A. Give me a. What is it spell? What's that fucking spell? It's like Jesus Christ, baby. Shoo shoo said the maiden. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. So I'm gonna go or and, and even like Mama Firefly, she was really crazy because like uh, the whole scene with the with the officer Rydell, uh, he you know they were just she's like oh they're you know, I ain't got a phone I ain't you know nobody I want to just you know flat jawing with anymore it's just. It was impressive that he got Karen Black, too. Yeah. Who was, you know, she was a, kind of a scream queen in the 70s. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was uh, it was Karen for House Thousand Corpses. No, who was it? In, um, it was because he changed the actress. It in, was Karen in, Black in House of a Thousand Corpses, and I think she died. Yeah. And then he had to get someone else for Devil's Rejects, and then oh, he very quickly God. killed her off, I think. I, I hate, yeah, like, they ended up killing her in the, in the prison. Um, but it was, like, but still, it's, like... Just seeing the, just uh, everything that the Firefly family went through, and what they would do, and just how many like bodies they collected, and it's just this horror show that they lived in, and it was just, 
So yeah, I'm, I'm I I had to like just group all of them together because from and this sucks because I kind of kick myself that we haven't seen it yet, but we haven't seen three from hell, and it's like I want to. It's I, on Shutter. We can watch it anytime. No, I know, but that's why I'm like, oh, like we just gotta find find the time uh, to do it. But that's the thing is like, House of Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects is what I based these guys off of because that's what I've seen. But it's like it, every time I watch those movies, it's always enjoyable. It's always in the shootout to Freebird at the end of Devil's Rejects. Yeah, and uh, that's what I was surprised when Three from Hell got announced. I was like. They were Swiss cheese. Yeah, but I guess... They got fucked up. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's like how they survived, but they they did. And, I mean, and having that as as one of Sid Haig's uh, close... Like, I think it was, like, second to last movie. I think think there was was one more that was coming out before he died. I have to look into it, but I'm almost positive that's his final movie. uh, Well, I think it was, like, the... It was one of the last movies that he filmed, but it wasn't... I guess he had one that was coming out right after I, I, it, it I did hear that they killed Captain Spaulding towards the beginning yeah they did because he was he was looking really rough from from the trailer but it's still one of those things where it's like like fuck man like I really love it and it's, it's like I'm I'm really curious as to like how they continued on and Captain Spaulding is one of those characters that's such a he sticks in your memory really well <laughs> just that whole the ad Captain Spaulding's fried chicken and gasoline <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> Come taste get my taste it fried chicken. Like that is so damn good. And I love that like that backwoods kind of hillbilly uh, as Yeah, the Rob like, Zombie aesthetic so doesn't bother me too much where he does it's very grungy seventies grindhousey kind of thing. Um a lot of people are complain one of the biggest complaints is that a lot of his movies look the same. It's like, well, he has a thing. You could say that about almost any director. Yeah, the, the every director has a thing. Something, yeah. Um, but I kind of like that a lot of his films are gut punch, and, and he managed to keep the Firefly fam- family pretty consistent between the two movies. He made Otis a smidgen less bombastic in Devil's Rejects than he did in House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, he calmed him down a little. He they they made them less cartoony all of them they made yeah. them all less cartoony but they because well, devil's rejects was more like a western yeah but they amped up the the seriousness of what they were doing uh like and there was, you get to see sherry moon's bum yeah but there was the uh the scene where uh brian posein and devil's rejects which really great because he just comes and says hey guys they didn't have any of this beef jerky and then boom otis just suits him right in the fucking head and it's just like Holy shit, like, I thought he was going to get more screen time than that, but it was just like... But, well, and we also got Diamond Dallas Page at the beginning of the movie, too. Yep, there he goes. There's another <laughs> one, too, the, as, the, as a, the bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah. But there's the... Like, that was the thing, is they they amped it up, made it, as you said, like, a little bit more of a Western. It was more serious. Uh, there was a lot of... Otis did sort of kind of keep into that vein where like there's a scene where he's going to go and get his guns and he's got the guy uh that he's taken prisoner and he's like he's gonna go make this guy go out and dig up his guns and while they're like walking out there he's talking about his wife and he's like oh you think she'd like you know oh she she a good fucker or like you know she you know 
how's your pussy? Like, he's just like going through and, and talking extremely dirty about this man's wife, but it's one of those like, like, oh, we're just having some coffee. It's like, like it's, water cooler conversation. Yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. And he, he has this like this, and, but then it gets in this point where the guy tries to fight Otis and Otis just owns his ass. And then he pulls that, like, he's got blood on his face. And then he, I, I, I forget what he does. He ends up, like, beating the shit out of the guy. And then he's like, he's like, I am the fucking devil. And it's just like, holy shit. Like, you just went on this whole other level of, like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking crazy, dude. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's, it, it's good shit. It's funny that a lot of this comes out of, like, Rob Zombie is so twisted because he's the straight edge vegan hippie dude. <laughs> And he's like, just comes up with this warped shit. Like he doesn't even drink. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of interviews where a lot. Uh, and for a vegan, he really is obsessed with taxidermy. Yeah, and that's where it's it's funny to listen to some of the because he's such a down to earth type of dude, and it's like watching the documentaries and he just grew up with back weird, and stuff. It's he like, grew up in a, in a weird family, but I know the part of Massachusetts he grew up in. It was pretty blue collar. So, um, yeah. yeah, that was, that's got a lot to do with but, it. But, yep, so that was my, uh, that was my pick was the Fire, Firefly Family. That's a pretty good one. And yeah. I have to say that that pretty much nails the definition of psychopath. Oh, yeah. Sure. And that, kitties, wraps up part two of our favorite monster series. And it's not to say that there might not be a part three. I might no, no, come no, up no. with some shit. No, no, no. <laughs> or you guys can come up with some shit. If you oh, want, yeah. if you have other monsters or something you'd like to hear us maybe th- do a part three about, shoot us an email at creepingitreal.cm at gmail.com or get us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Slasher at creepingitreal. R-E-E-L is a movie reel. It's the same for everybody um, or for all the places that we're in. You guys, uh, jump on our merch page, creepingitreal.redbubble.com. Unique designs all done by Mr. Lunchbox here. Um, so if you like horror and you like our podcast and you like to give people stuff or buy things for yourself, jump on that and give us some support. We really appreciate it. Yeah. You get a lot of really cool stuff from t-shirts, hoodies, pants, skirts, cups, mugs. Yep. And if you can't support us financially in any way, that's totally cool. The best thing you can do is subscribe to us and, um, share, let your friends know that you have this really cool podcast that you like to listen to every week. And let them in on it. We are growing at a pretty quick clip, and we can't do that without you guys. So thank you again so much for joining us. Um, And we'll be back next week with a regular episode. But until then, I've been Meg. I've been Lunchbox. And I think it might be time for a Devil's Rejects rewatch. Rewatch.